you doing, everyone? It is Sunday night, it's 8 o'clock, and it is time for a motherfucking episode of broadcast. I'm Billy Kirk, could relax. I've never heard of me either, but if you've never heard of broadcast, let me clue you in exactly what it is. It is brought to you by the sexy motherfuckers over at Broad Beard Oils, the premier beard oil and accessories company. You know, we're right there, get some gorgeous oil for your beard, some combs, some hats, some t-shirts. Why not do that in time for Christmas? But we bring you this podcast each and every weekend and the way it works is we talk to weird and wonderful individuals from all walks of life from the alternative universe we have had we have had bdsm models we have had pro wrestlers we've had comedians we've had beer models we've had actors we've had oh who else have we had we've had mountain climbers mountain bikers we've had people taking on 50 marathons in 50 days and so much more and we get to learn a little bit about them their journey through life and hopefully we have ourselves a couple of laughs just before we kick things off with today's very special guest the breathing method before we get to them don't forget to head over and like all the stuff that's going on at broad beard oils social media you can hit us up on youtube these vlogs there these previous archive episodes of this which you can also check out over on spotify apple or wherever you get your podcasts <sighs> right uh, now let's talk about today's guests we have not in all that time ever had a full band on all right, we don't have a full band on today. We'll cover that. We've got a band on today. The majority of the the majority, the backbone, the brain trust, the fucking we've got. Listen, we've got we've got the shaft, we've got the tip, and we've got one of the balls. We're almost entirely there. And what you need to get a good pump in when you're listening to music today, we have for you the breathing method. They're a five piece post grunge. I think I said. Um, Heavy rock band is what I was told to say. They are absolutely amazing. Let's get a little look at them in action and then we're going to meet the boys. Welcome, my very special guest, the breathing method. Here we are. Here we are. Here we go. Here we go. I see that uh, Jamie has actually managed to change his because uh, at one point, literally, the view we had it looked like the view your dick has uh, looking up at you. So I'm glad to see you change that, Jamie. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, uh, guys. Thanks for coming on. We've got a little listen to some of your stuff. We're going to get a little listen to some more later. Uh, I know it's been a busy year for you. 2022 uh, everything kind of exploding what's happened for you this year so far this year's been has been brilliant um it's kind of a weird one like so jamie um and james were actually originally had started the band back in sort of 2004 2005 um, right. under the name seraphim and finest hour and then i think uh, our favorite airshire band biffy clyro had put them off the name seraphim uh, because Are they popular? They toured, Are they popular? Uh, I think so. I'm not entirely sure. I think right. I've heard all of them before. Um, maybe streamed a couple of their songs. Um, but so, yeah, so they put them off the name Seraphim because they toured with a band called Seraphim. And then the band went on hiatus until uh, this, time, this time last year. <laughs> what? It was like Seraphim, F I N. We were P H I M, but it was just too close. So we were like, oh, fuck it. Oh my god, that's like the disaster of disasters. Just because of this, like, do you think did people genuinely get it confused? Was it like, like, were people bringing it up all the time? And you I thought we need to make this change? Either of us, to be honest. So I don't right? think it's a but I did like the name Finest Hour. I thought that was a a good name, but um, the breathing methods. 
by far my favourite name. Well, we, yeah, we, gotta, we gotta talk about the origins of the name, right? Because to anyone that's had a kid, the breeding method's been sometimes brought up as the, the whole thing that they're teaching in, in hospitals, Lamar's and what have you, but that's not what we're talking about here. Where where does the breeding method come from? It's actually um a Stephen King novella. I think it's in the Four Seasons book with the right. uh, Redemption. I think it's in the same book. It is actually about uh, a pregnant woman, but just uh, the breathing method. I don't know. It just just seemed to work. You know, we've always it's liked good. it. D- so dealing, with pa- dealing with intense experiences, panic scenario, blood rushing. Man, it's what you want. The breathing method. Well, yeah. like, like, if you ever come to see one of our live shows, uh, that's not what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm at, it's like between every song I have to perform the breathing method. And this is commonly when I would come in and call Jamie a fat see you next Tuesday. Right, right. Okay. You can't, you can't swear on the show if you want. You can't yeah, swear on the show. Jamie, you're a fat cunt. I hate you. There we um, go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> and ironically, no, I'm told that's the name of the next album, which we're all very yeah. excited about. We're all very excited about. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, exactly what the next album's called. When did everything start getting kind of the wheels turning? Because, like, obviously, like you said, uh, James and Jamie, they they were both working on this before. Where you come into this, Scott, and where is everything kind of rebuilding to what the breathing method is today? So it came, like, it came about. So obviously, like Jamie and I own Ellis Music Studios in Irvine. Um, let's like, practice and recording space, and right. we like we've always been musicians, and we were kind of sort of sitting like basically jealous of everybody that was coming through the door because we came, we wanted to be playing music again. Um, so we made we put the call into James to see if he would be interested in reforming the breathing method. And like, I'd always wanted to be the front man of a band uh, and James didn't, uh, sorry, J- Jamie didn't want to sing anymore. So I basically took over the, like, the singing duties and Jamie, Jamie does a fine job of doing backing guitar and providing oomph to the vocals um so that's, we, that's my job in technical terms i'm the man with the oomph yeah i think like we'd <laughs> yeah we went through we went through a couple of a couple of lineups at the start um which didn't they didn't work out for one reason or another um and when we we brought trash in to play drums for us and she sort of she slotted in really really well and then we had max playing with us who he actually which is funny because g's our bassist um right but he's not in that music video it's actually max no max was max was in the the band temporarily permanent um like he oh. said that he would fill in and we just didn't bother looking for anybody else until one day he went remember guys say hey, i don't want to do this full time um and then that's when we, we brought g in and right. since g since g has came out on board it's like the band sort of went from went from strength to strength. You know, we played we played our first live gig in April, um, and we played our fourteenth gig of the year and our last gig of the year at the Cat House a couple of weeks ago. And it it's just like as I say, we've just built it up from we went from strength to strength. Gelled as a unit, the songwriting, the new songs that we're writing sound mega, um, and it's like, it's just all part of the process of moving forward as a band. So we don't have the obviously we don't have the full squad here. 
uh, no. uh, other commitments and what have you, and that's that's fine. You can, don't forget you can head over, check out everything the guys doing over on the website, Facebook, everything's up there, including the the full lineup, the full lineup. In fact, hang yes. on, I do think. Give me just one second, so nobody feels left out. I think I've got a picture of you all here. There you are. There you yes. are. That is the that full is the lineup, full, the full, full ensemble. Yeah. So there's oh. the the really the really sexy motherfucker in the middle is myself, obviously. Okay. The old the old guy in the top left is James. Uh, Jamie. <laughs> then you've got G James down the bottom and Trash on drums. There we go. There it's we like go. I've just stepped straight out of Ramstein. <laughs> you do have a bit of Till Lindman about you there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's an inter- the, I can't decide if black and white does you any favors or not. But enough of. It's uh, in my face. Another one. <laughs> you know what's weird? It's seeing you without your glasses. Yeah, that's what's weird about it. So, uh, G, you coming into this? Oh, I don't know. It's kind of re- rebirth of this band and what have you. What was your experience? What was your experience like previously? What had you been doing before you came in? Uh, well, I was I was in bands for years back in Cumnock, Cumnock right. days, and I knew Jamie. I've known Jamie since what ninety six, ninety seven, maybe. Yeah, but he was an April Floor in my band. I can't remember the band I was in at the time. 12 Below Zero or something like that. Right. And we used to play with you at Mogadon. That was it. Mogadon. Uh, yeah. Back in the K Fat Tavern days. Yes. <laughs> yes, old school Kelly. Uh, and then once. But through all the. I just quit music eventually. Just family. Right. Too much on. You know what I mean? The kids have grown up a wee bit. Uh, and the boys asked if they for a bassist, and I went and auditioned. Oh, brilliant! It's been brilliant, loving it. What? What it's was great to do what, something I love? Well, there you go. I mean, after I, people forget, like you know, real life gets in the way of a lot of artistic stuff. So getting a chance to jump back in. What? Right. What? What? What was it? What was the first second? Was it these guys getting in touch or hearing about the audition that made you go like, I think, I think I'm going to get back they, into this? They popped up a Facebook uh, thing, looked for right. a bass player, and I went. I think I fancy that. So Still I asked the boss, uh, and she said it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> and then popped down for a jam, and it was it was, it was good fun. And then went down to they, then they asked me Morgan to come down to Skipton. Morgan's <laughs> actual bass player, like uh, applied. <laughs> but he ended up. Aye, that's right. You were your vocalist, yeah. weren't you? I was uh, not in Morgan. I was bassist. We bassist. He I was. He was vocalist, he was vocalist and guitarist. To be so, fair, I was... Good years. <laughs> in, in just under a year, a lot's happened, right? So as well yeah. as you've already got some music videos out there, we're already getting gigs, you're already working on uh, new music. Let me, let's go back to the, the uh, gig number one, right? Because I'm always interested in gig number one. Where oh, was right, it? Okay. <laughs> Where was it? What was the highlight and what was the low light of gig number one? The... F- first gig that we did together as a band was at Venue 38 in Air, which is a fucking brilliant venue, really good. Um, they really look after you. Um, I hadn't gigged for maybe 18 years, so I got really drunk. Jesus Christ, I thought that was going to be like, I thought that was going to be like eight months or something. I didn't expect no, eight no, no. fucking years. That's a no, person. That's a person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I hadn't, I hadn't done it. Well, it's maybe not as much as eighteen, but it, like, it felt like it at least anyway. But uh, yeah, it was even at least, at least. Fi- what? Even then, you were behind the drum kit. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I so I hadn't gigged for like, at least fifteen years, but closer to eighteen, and uh, I was really nervous. So I just got really drunk and shouted at people, and it like do you know what? Like, I didn't I didn't fuck it up. I didn't make a cunt of it, but it was uh, it like, it was interesting. So that was probably the low light for me getting drunk and not really being able to remember a lot in the first <laughs> gig. But we did have our second gig directly the night after, which was quite fun. All right. Okay. And I, Where and I didn't gig? I didn't get drunk for that. <laughs> Where was gig number two? Uh, audio in Glasgow, which is oh. like a kind of home, a home away from home at the moment for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool venue. It's a great yeah, venue. It's, brilliant. it's, um, it's the old, so, uh, it's the old rockers venue underneath the arches. I know the one you mean. I know the one. Yeah. You mean. Uh, although you're, it's not called arches anymore. It's called platform now. Well, yes, it, it, that's exactly that platform. Yes. Platform now. Platform now. <laughs> I'd say, can't really make any comments. No, I can't really make any comments. <laughs> but um, in terms of um, feeling like this connection's happening, because like you hear about bands coming together and then it just not working within the first couple of gigs. Did you, when you start feeling it, it was like, this is, this is going to work out. This is, uh, we've kind of got the chemistry we're looking for, or, you know, where, where are we thinking? Are we going to be in long term? Is that what you guys were thinking on those early stages? Or it's like, needs to get work to be done. Cause one of the big problems it seems to be with you know, like new bands or new combinations is that they're not willing to put in the work and you guys certainly are. Yeah. We I don't, think... we don't really have time on our side. Is, is is the problem we have we don't we're all getting old jamie there's no need to be bleak about it we're all getting old yeah yeah exactly but and it's like you know i'd, I'd love to have had this mentality and this kind of level of commitment and everything 20 odd years ago right instead we just wanted to go and get drunk and have fun and it's right. like you know it's, it's a bit of a shame that we didn't get to this stage back then but now we are all mentally there and you know interested and committed but you know we are looking at the <laughs> the calendar going oh fuck <laughs> time is tight <laughs> yeah like father, father time waits for no man I think do you know I think like, see just on, on what you were saying about like gelling I think it's really weird like so Jamie and I are obviously like really good friends and have been for a while just and we're business partners so we spend a lot of time with each other and so you kind of have to be but I genuinely haven't met a group of people that have bonded with so quickly and i think i said in another interview that we did that i sort of treat the like the band as a kind of as a brotherhood as a family um brotherhood and one sisterhood um you know look, we do fall out we do argue we do um from time to time like have spats but it's just because we're passionate about the music and we want to get as much stuff out there as possible and as jamie says time isn't on our side anymore you know like this is the last kick of the ball for us as far as I'm concerned, at least anyway. Jesus yeah. Christ, that, that was all quite positive, and then it took a right bleak turn right at the end. It's not, it's not but that's what get that's what gives us the drive. That's what gives us the fire and the passion to be able to to be able to do the, the stuff that we're doing now. Do you know what I mean? As, as Jamie says, like, like if we had this commitment twenty years ago, I think like we would all have been like famous rock stars and already dead with by a heroin overdose by now. So you know. <laughs> Straight to heroin. Straight to heroin. Straight, there wasn't even a gateway drug there. Straight to heroin. Fair enough, man. We'll, we'll even start off with dairy milk. <laughs> we'll, I will start a 47 club, aye. Yeah. <laughs> 
Right, let's talk uh, signed and influences because uh, I was looking at the description, reading up again online. The five piece post grunge metal rock band. How did you hard rock hard, band? Is hard, rock you want band. hard rock band from Scotland. Let's talk a little bit about influences. We can go around the, the clock or whatever. Um, what is the what is the bands that you think you draw your most musical influence for as a performer? I mean, whenever I've been asked that question, I always think of what I like and I'm very eclectic and taste of all my music's all over the place. But as a performer, Jamie, let's start with you. Uh, what do you think is your musical influences you take on stage that you're bringing into what the breathing method are doing? Uh, Care Dog, a, a, a kind of lesser known Irish band were always the big influence for me. They, the style was excellent, but they also made me want to be in a band, you know, just like listening to, listening to repeat at school. It just made me want to be in a band, but you know, it's obviously comparisons with Nirvana that we get. And I love yeah. Pixies, I love Therapy. Therapy, one of my favorite bands. Um, Helmet, therapy. Helmet's another one. Oh my one. God, I've not heard Therapy said in years. I'm going to listen to some Therapy after this. Oh, I love Therapy, I love, love In fact, I've got a wee Therapy tattoo on my finger. Oh yes, loser. Well, that's nice anyway. <laughs> I was going to get a question mark there where my wedding ring used to sit. <laughs> oh, forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just your just your Tinder profile just written there, just written there. A QR code to his Tinder. It's Tinder <laughs> <laughs> Do you know actually that's not the worst idea in the world? I just say it's not bad. And it just flashes up to a big picture of Jamie going, do you want your hole? Just let's stand <laughs> on a website. I think, uh, so we're, yeah. we're talking, that's certainly what we're getting from you. Scott, what about you, man? I've always been a metalhead at heart. Um, you know, so like, from back in the day, it was like, like my dad brought me up on a steady diet, a classic sort of heavy metal bands like Black Sabbath, um, like then like as I cultivated my own taste, it was like Metallica, Pantera, Slipknot. Um, I didn't get into grunge until I was a lot older. I didn't really right. appreciate it when I was younger. You know, I was kind of one of those kids that was like, if it's not metal, I'm fucking not listening to it. Uh, and I kind of sort of like stumped my like my musical growth a bit like when I was younger. But as I've got older, I start listening to sort of um, a lot, a lot of different sort of like, styles of music and grunge was certainly one of them so like you know like alice in chains pearl jam um soundgarden are all massive influences in terms of like for me like slipknot's my favorite band in the world always has been always will be um and yeah that like that's really sort of where i take a lot of my influences from but these guys won't let me do a lot of the shouty growly things that i want to do we, we tend to we tend to have quite heated arguments. This is the fucking hell I'm dying on. Like you're not doing it, Scott. Fine. I would. I would. There you go, there you go. I want, Jeez, I want to... double kick pedals in the drums and everything. Yeah, you know, me too. I'm, I'm there, is debate, there is a debate coming about a vocal in the new EP. It's not. <laughs> it's, it's not. It's not a debate. It's fucking. I will you like it. it or not. I've done it. Before. So will, do it again. And so will I. <laughs> All right, well, uh, this is the end of the breathing method. Uh, congratulations, everyone! <laughs> the final concert where they're all signing off. Uh, in terms of like, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about Slipknot just quickly. Scott, have you ever had to sit through any of the Slipknot tribute bands? I believe the most famous one being Not Slip. Have you I've, ever? I'm not even made I've, that up. I've not even made that up. I've, uh, I love tribute acts, um, but. I don't think I could objectively sit through a Slipknot tribute act and go, that's not like that. The the, the, the time signature on that song is not like that. 
That doesn't. That's not what Corey Taylor sounds like. No, I well, couldn't do it. All I can say is the boys at Not Slip are not a fan of mine because they were touring around the same venues at the same time as ICW. And every time, every night, I would make a joke about them being called like Cock Slip or something like that. Like, every <laughs> night. To the point that, like, I think the third venue in a row that it happened, they actually sent their manager to complain uh, because I was upsetting the boys. So there we go. Oh, there we go. fuck off. I've never even yeah. met them or heard them. And even I don't like them. They're a bunch of fucking pussies. How it's mental is that? Oh, uh, the bad man said some horrible things. Oh, my God. Probably sold them some extra tickets. Uh, uh, we're going to come to you, G. What's, uh, what's your musical influences? What were you into? Oh. And what do you take on stage with you as a performer? Yeah, well, I'm metal. A grunge. Yeah. A wee bit of Nirvana. A wee bit. I horse and chains, but I'm metal. Right. I love like Tool, Corn, Lama God, just a bit of everything at the moment. All brilliant bands. Yeah. All brilliant bands. Yeah. That's just I just plus the mixes are kinda of thrash and new metal and stuff like that. It's just yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just me. And Sam Fender. <laughs> what? Sam Fender in that, there. that seems that seems to be my top choice in Spotify just now. Oh, all right, okay. Well, if, if anyone song, wants... it was the kids that did it. If anyone wants to check out uh, G's uh, Wrapped 2022 over on his Spotify, you'll be able to see Sam Fender. Boom. Top artist, top artist. Did any of you do that <laughs> festival thing? Did any of you do that festival thing where you can make a festival? Aye, yeah. From yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine's was pure terrible. <laughs> like, I'm going to say, <laughs> mine's was pure terrible. I thought. Ghost is headlining this fucking right in the bottom, man. Um, anyone getting any any bizarre stinkers into their uh, Spotify festival? I got I, uh, I got Blippy. I got Blippy soundtrack. Blippy from Scott. Did you say Hugh Jackman? Hugh Jackman, because of uh, probably the wee one listening to uh, the Greatest Showman. Greatest uh, Showman's a banger, showman. man. Snowman. Like, listen, uh, I, I, like, I don't give a fuck if it destroys my cred. That's a brilliant movie, and Hugh Jackman fucking smashed it out the park in that. That oh, and Lee Miz, fucking magic. Some pump as well, some pump as well. Some Oft. Jackman would do a good job on you. Pretty confident, pretty confident. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, have you got something to add on the Jackman uh, hammer in your chat, or is this music? <laughs> no, I, I don't really have any stinkers. I do have like a few of the kids. The, kid, the kids are obsessed with like the video games soundtrack. Do you get SpongeBob in yours as well, actually? Oh, SpongeBob isn't mine. That's right. But I can't say that it's not me. <laughs> this is the most immature thing in a way, but I'm actually trying to make it look like it's my hand rubbing Jamie's head. <laughs> <laughs> never done that before. Never done that before. Have you ever heard of SpongeBob tribute? There band it is. <laughs> there we go. Right, I'm nearly done. I'm nearly done. Really confusing, it? <laughs> it's not easy though, is it? It's not easy. Right, let's let's talk about getting you guys uh, out in the road. We're starting to hit. We're starting to do gigs. Getting back in front of live crowds. 2022, the year to do it because everything's opening up again. Venues are opening up again. You guys are getting out and about. Not only are you 
uh, doing events in Scotland, but you're out there supporting bands down in England and getting some road miles down. Where did that come from in terms of like, because a lot of you guys said, you know, this was you getting back out into bands in front of people. Um, how did you find that experience getting back out in front of live crowds after all this time? And what were the crowds like? How did they respond to this new band? Yeah, I think yeah. Well, right at the very right at the very start, it was tough because you still had a bit of hangover from COVID, and like trying to shift tickets wasn't the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, as it's progressed, it's just got like so much better. Um, we, we've played some brilliant gigs this year. Like, I think like highlights for me is obviously Cat House. Like, like a couple of weeks ago was brilliant. Um, but going down to Newcastle with the guys from Rubber Raptors, um, like you know, dropping in a, like a a bit of love for Rubber Raptors band are brilliant, really f brilliant bunch of guys. But we played in Little Buildings in Newcastle, and it's like Little Buildings is probably like the size of my living room. It's tiny, and there was like seventy-five people crammed in there, um, and it was just it was an absolute sweat box. It was brilliant. Um, and we played the night before in Barnumans and that was a brilliant gig as well. So like, as it's progressed throughout the year, it's like, steadily busier. And as we've been building our sort of profile, you know, like, it's it's been getting steadily busier. Um, I think a lot of like, a lot of times, I think Jamie and G will agree with me, like, what a lot of young or new bands do is rely on playing in front of their family and friends. And it doesn't sort of kind of get you anywhere. Like, so you, you need to try to be playing in front of new people new crowds and hopefully some of those people are going to like you and that that's basically what i've done whenever i've been booking gigs is building relationships with other bands and saying could we jump on a gig with you could we do some gig swaps um we are going to be doing this do you want to come up and like jump on this bill and yeah come down and support you somewhere else and it's really it's really really helped us out in terms of profile or in terms of getting that stage time and getting that kind of connection we're owning the stage again Everything, yeah, like, absolutely, absolutely everything. I think, like, if you looked at what we had done from the, or how we were at the very start until until now, like, just really simple things. Like when I first started, like being the front man, like I always had a mic stand in front of me, and it kind of used it as a bit of a shield between myself and the audience. But now, like, I come on stage, grab the mic, and the mic stand gets chucked to fuck, and it, like the mic doesn't touch the mic stand again until the end of the, the set, and. Like I'm in the crowd's faces and like try to like G people up kind of thing. Uh, Jamie jumps about the stage like an absolute fucking nutter. Um, G is obviously just just new in the band, but brings a new dynamic as well. And I think like that that stage presence is as important as the music. You know, like yeah, it's entertainment. Yeah. So that's something you guys really want to bring. I mean, it's interesting the band you've spoken about. They're all about entertaining and making that kind of making it an event, an experience. Is that something yeah. you wanted as part of that as well, Jamie? Definitely, absolutely, absolutely. It's, it's, it's always been my nature. Like, see, if you don't look like you're enjoying it, how can yeah. you expect an audience to enjoy it? You know, and um, sometimes you go and watch a band and they would static and they look like rabbits in the, the headlights. You know, going back to like Slipknot or whatever, you're not going to see Slipknot just standing there. <laughs> you know, if they're doing somersaults or, you know, getting the crowd G'd up or, you know, the, what's his name, the the DJ guy climbing up Sad. speakers and stuff like that. It's all part of it. You know, it's not just about playing 12 songs one after the other. Yeah. It's, 
And I, we you got fun. You got your fun. This is just fun. I was gonna say there could be two people in the audience, and we would, you know, just play our hearts out and just like absolutely roll them in the floor if we have to. <laughs> but right. um, yeah. It's fun. We've talked about some positive gig experience. So to just to take it a turn a little bit, uh, not negative experience in regards to you guys, but we always like talking about music experiences and gigs here. <coughs> guys, give me some of your worst gigs. Not ones you've played, but ones that you've seen. Ones that you've went. Red Hot Jelly Peppers at Hamden wins the trophy for the worst gig of all time. Bloody hell, you didn't even need to take a breath on that. Nope. Biffy Clyro played, they blew them off the stage. Red Hot Chili Peppers were embarrassing. I walked out in a huff. What was wrong with that? They were terrible. Just terrible. Every third song they would play like a jam. Nice. Trumpet comes out and stuff. It's like, what? Well, just play the hits. It's, you know, I want to see his playing Give It Away. You know, I don't want to see his playing Walking Blues and G or anything like that. You know, go away. Oh. Oh, just awful. And. And Buffy Pyro were, were incredible. Um, maybe they were just scared to follow Buffy. Maybe that's what it was. Wow, well, there it is. <laughs> you, man. They, they've, they've just booked in again. This was like 45 quid a ticket, and then the last time they were playing, it was 90. No Jeez, thanks. I'm sorry, I think of a bad gig. I mean, must have been a bad I've been, gig. I'm quite positive, though. I can, I can remember seeing one of the weirdest ones that I've been at, and it was a, a charity one at the SECC where, uh, right in the middle of it for no reason, does everyone remember the movie Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> remember the movie Godzilla with Matthew Broderick? Remember when uh, uh, Jimmy Page did uh, uh, with um, Puff Daddy, did Come With Me? Come With Me, remember oh, that? Oh, kind of, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So they got the actor Jonathan Watson who plays Frank McIlvenny and only an excuse to come out and sing a song to that. And it was oh, just wow. called Frankie Boy. And it was just him repeating that. Everyone's sitting about waiting for Big Country to hit the fucking stage. But instead, <laughs> we have to sit and watch him for three and a half minutes of perplexed Glaswegians just going. And I think this was for like, honestly, I think this was, this was like a, a charity for like AIDS or something like that. Like it was something like that, uh, not for AIDS, you know, but to help against AIDS. I want to be clear. That's not the type of gig you'll find me at. I can make that clear, make that positive now. Um, but uh, this was the weirdest thing, and that's why when I, I, if you're dying your ass as a comedian, that's one thing. But you see when you've got to sing a song for three and a half fucking minutes, and everyone's just looking at you confused. I swear, I actually heard somebody shout. Oh, when, when's Big Country on? I could hear a pin drop. And that was with music blaring over the SECC. That's my worst. That's definitely my worst. <laughs> I think, like, the, my worst isn't actually the, the worst gig because the gig itself was fucking amazing, but it was Puddle of Mud supporting Corn at the oh, SECC. I remember like, that. The Puddle of Mud walked out on stage and from the minute they walked out on stage, the Glasgow audience was just telling them to fuck right off. Like they, they must have made the most money they've ever made in their life that night because there was pound coins getting fucking hurled onto that stage. <laughs> like, I, what the I fuck think a puddle was, of mud does? Like, oh, they're, no. they're fucking rotten, let's be honest. They're rotten as well. Like, like, I mean, I... I, wow. th I think I must have tipped the fucking singer from Puddle of Mud at least a hundred quid that night because I was chucking pounds like it was going out of fashion. <laughs> they, were, they were fucking rotten. And like, they played like they played four or five songs. And like, all he kept saying was, Give me your hate, Glasgow. 
Well, fuck off, wouldn't they give you the steam off my piss? You're fantastic. <laughs> well, they played, they played four or five songs and then left. And then obviously Corn took ages to get onto the stage because like they played like fifteen minutes of a forty minutes. <laughs> uh, I was, also yeah, they got to bring in industrial sweepers to get rid of the pound coins that are on the fucking stage. Uh, but it was uh, it was like, it turned into a brilliant gig once those cunts got off the stage. It made me think. Uh, just hearing that story reminds. Have you ever seen the footage of uh, Daphne and Celeste doing Reading? No. <laughs> yeah. no. Oh my Reading god! Balls, yeah, getting bo- <laughs> But the thing is, they're standing just outside, which is clearly the farthest throw somebody can get. So there's like there's <laughs> this ring of just bottles and pish and fucking nappies and Johnny's and the whole fucking thing. Just them going. Okay, now here's another song, and it's like what other song? Just sing ugly and get off the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking other song. I hate that shit. Um, getting back onto the road then. Uh, what's been, you, you've mentioned uh, Newcastle and what have you, but what's been, do you think, the most memorable gig hitting the road? Oh, Skipton, I, I would say. Yeah, it's, it's, it's part of Puddle of Mud when they're coming oh. back next year. Honestly, if Puddle of Mud ever wants to, yeah, if Puddle of Mud ever wants to, give us a shout. Because right. we'll blow them off the fucking stage. But uh, Skipton, yeah, Skipton was a brilliant gig. Like, going down to Dubs oh, and Dales, it was, it was a, a VW, VW Camper Festival. And it was the coldest the that anyone's was. ever... Uh, the, the, it was the coldest that anybody's been ever. Um, right. Honestly, I don't even think Edmund Hillary on his fucking, like, trek to the <laughs> Antarctic was as cold. It was brutal. Um, but it was a brilliant gig. It was really weird as well, because it was like... Like rows of kids, and I swear, like punctuation. And every time I went to say something, I was going, "Aye, cool," because there was all those wee kids. But uh, yeah, that was good. Obviously, the, the Newcastle gig with Robert Raptors was amazing as well. Um, uh, right. But it's yeah, was cool the... because it was all it was all festival like, and it was, um, you know, as Scott says, it was families there. It was mainly like kind of covers bands. I think I don't know if they booked us by mistake, but we were quite happy to go and do it anyway. But every other band was a covers band. We were the only originals, but folk really dug it. You know, it was we had folk. I got to see like his live band play. It's great. Uh, yeah, that was that was the first gig that G actually ever played for us. We, like, no way. He learned, learned three or yeah. four songs, uh, and then came on stage and played the three or four songs with us, and then. Uh, then he went into the crowd. He, he, fuck, he fucked off and got steaming and watched the rest of the set. It was it was quite funny. But yeah, we all camped down there and we all got steaming and we all, like, there was a, a silent disco on after it and, you know, we had, you know, a pal of ours came down with his kids because he's got a camper van. You know, right. just, just really cool and the, the silent disco was just far more fun than it had any right to be. So it, 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 genu- <laughs> it genuinely was amazing. Like It might, it might have mean, had something to do with how, like, you know, much Bevy was consumed by us, but... Max, and the old base no headphones like, on no Bailey. <laughs> See, that's it. So I, all, all I was walking through was people just dancing, and it was weird. Yeah. There was no music. It was See, like that's, seriously strange. That's that's my oh, problem with it. That's my whenever I've only been to one silent disco in my life, and it was like dueling, like DJs. Right. So like half the place was dancing to one thing and half the place was dancing to the other. And all I could think of like, what if they're sending the other side messages? Like we don't know, like kill these guns. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like playing Black Sabbath backwards to fucking and, <laughs> and then every two seconds I would go, 
just to make sure, just to make sure that somebody's <laughs> actually listening. So, have we lost Jamie? <laughs> Jamie, are you eating crisps? Nah, I think he's internet. It's just shit. <laughs> oh, there he is. Oh. There he is. <laughs> oh, this is weird. I can't hear it. Are you back? Hey, there you go. Okay. Oh my goodness. Don't worry though, we've got a substitute for him. There he is now. <laughs> <laughs> there he is right there. You're back. You're back, Jamie. Jamie, do you want to go out and come back in and we'll catch up with you in a second? He's away. He's away. Never mind. Well, sorry to see you've lost another member of the band that way, boys. Uh, it's gonna it's, it's now a two-piece. Congratulations. Congratulations. Hey. Uh, but enough of gigs, let's talk uh, singles and plans for the future. Now, you guys have already got, you can head over, check out stuff on the YouTube, the website, and what have you. What have you already got out there for people to check out? And how did that come together? Because like the music video you've got out there, absolutely brilliant. Um, what have we already got out there that people can check out? Um, so we've got our first single of the year was Secrets. Um, the second single was Killer, which is actually a cover of... Uh, Adamski's, like well, Adamski and Seals song, uh, which yes. is it's really weird Thanks. to hear it sort of grunged up. Um, and then our third single of the year was Burden. Um, so that's the three that we've currently got out on Spotify. We're in, actually in the process at the moment. Uh, we've just got a couple more vocal tracks to do, and then we're going to release a, an EP this month. Um, if we can get the vocal tracks done on Monday, we'll get it quickly mixed and mastered and then uh, I think we'll drop it uh, probably in between Christmas and New Year. Um, it's Christmas so, Day. Christmas Day. I was actually I'm thinking that if we can get it out in time for Christmas Day I think I might just do that. Um, but the it's it's songs that we've got that are they're fucking amazing but they're just not going to make the album. Um, right. So uh, we're releasing that just now, uh, just so that people can hear some of the other stuff that we've got in our live repertoire. And then we're for the next five months, we're in the studio non-stop, uh, like writing, recording, like rehearsing new material to hit the road again, sort of thirty-first of March onwards. Um, with with all new material well, obviously there'll be some of this like some of the older songs that we've been doing just now within the set as well but that's the that's the plan going forward i can't tell if jamie's frozen or if he's doing a really think, oh, he's frozen yes, he's frozen he i was about to say it looked like he was doing a really good impression of uh napoleon um uh, what's uh so plan is next year an album a couple more yes. singles out before then yeah so the ep uh this month um hopefully then We'll look to have another single out um, end of January, sort of start February time is the right. is the current plan, um, which is basically going to be the sort of like the, the first single off of the album. The album uh, we're looking to drop that in May, um, and we have a well, I mean we need to drop it in May because we've got an album launch gig booked. Uh, at Nice and Sleazy's in Glasgow in May, so that's given us the, sort of the impetus to get everything done so that we can actually meet the deadline of this gig. Um, so yeah, that's the plan for next year. Um, potentially drop another single off it uh, before May, maybe sort of somewhere around sort of the middle of March or whatever, um, right. before we, we go. We've got another gig. We've got our first gig of 2023 20, booked for the 31st of March. Um, and then it's just basically we'll go out on tour, ourselves in June 
uh, and then we've got the rescheduled Boy Hits Cars date, car date to dates to make up next year as well. All right. Well, well, Rick, what's some what's some of the other uh, kind of ambitions you guys have got like going forward? You've talked about want to get more gigs under the belt. What a 2022 has been. What's some of those other ambitions? I'm going to try and bring JB in one more time, see if we can work here. I don't know if he's using <laughs> a potato as an internet router or whatever. There he is. <laughs> have, and he's in a different room. I've changed devices and went closer to my router. There we go. Congratulations. Uh, what's, some, what's some of the uh, big ambitions you guys have got going forward? And then I'm going to ask you, what is the advice that you would give? Because you guys have all been involved in music. You've done other things. You've coming back. You're about that, recreating this new thing moving forward. Some of the advice you'd give to like other people wanting to get into music and, and take that jump. Uh, first of all, let's talk about ambitions for the future. Gee, what have you got? What's some of the things you, you've got planned in order? What you'd like to see happening with the band? I just like to eventually get a good following, really good following, you know. Uh, yeah. I'd love to play the Barras. I think that'd be supporting on our own, that would just be the best thing. I think yeah. that would be the top of the mountain for me, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, I like that one. Jamie, what about you? Um, yeah, I think I just have to kind of echo G's point there. Like, um, I think the Barrowlands is a, is a massive target for any of us. Hello, Brody. He's not, hey. <laughs> He's not feeling well. Um, yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, a big time, a big time, a big name support slot would be awesome. You know, maybe like a, a tour or something like that, supporting a band. Let's say therapy, for instance, that would just be incredible. Or, therapy, that's therapy. That. Oh my god. <laughs> therapy, but um, yeah, just just keep playing and. I keep enjoying it. That's kind of my aim. Maybe make some money. I like it. I like it. Scott, finally over to you. What are we looking at? Um, look, short term for me is uh, look, ambition for the band is to get some festival slots under our belt. Um, yeah. like some like some proper festival slots. Um, you know, I don't care if we're playing the fifth stage at ten o'clock in the morning. You know, um, I just want. Like, I would just love to get us on a. Uh, on some festival slots, the bar again, you know, the bar is, is a it's a massive thing. You know, if I was if I was one of those wanks that have like an ambitions board or whatever, I would have the Barrowlands like pinned to it. Um, that's a uh, one of the things. Are, are you one of those wanks, Billy? Have got a fucking ambition you? board just there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing on it. There's nothing on it. <laughs> you, um, you've, yeah, you've met all your ambitions, Billy. <laughs> oh, fuck, I have yeah. now, Jamie. That's a bit worrying when, there's, there's no, no when, you're, when your agent's saying that. No, you've done your lot. That's fine. I'm grateful. <laughs> no, I think like, the Barras would be right up there. You know, either headlining the Barras um, or, you know, like, or supporting a really fucking kick-ass band at the Barras would be amazing. Um, I would disagree with G. I, that would like, that wouldn't be the top of the mountain for me. That would be the that would be the gateway to the foothills. Uh, yeah. Like playing the Barras, you know. Like I would I would want to kick on from there. But again, kind of like what Jamie says as well. Like kind of don't care is the thing. You know, like, I just want to play gigs and enjoy them. You know, and if I'm playing that, if I'm playing gigs in front of 50 people, 500 or 5,000 people, it doesn't really make a difference. As long as we're entertaining whoever's there in the room on that night, that's that's the long-term goal. In terms of advice, enjoy it is the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. see, if you're, see if you're doing something that you don't enjoy doing, like, it becomes a slog. You know, like, 
I genuinely enjoy going into the studio and rehearsing. I, I enjoy writing. I enjoy performing live. It's it's one of the biggest kicks you could get. And if like that's the biggest bit of advice that I could give to anybody that's getting into music is just do what you enjoy. You know, Thanks, don't sir. let don't let some wank in your band tell you you're not allowed to do something just because they don't like it. Yeah, you're not allowed right. to do that vocal part. Well, yeah. what about you? What about you, Jamie? What about you? What's one of the I think, one, well, one of the um, bits of advice you give to people that are looking to get back and back in the dance, regret, so to speak? I think nowadays is a perfect time for people because everyone can record in their own house. Everyone can upload their own music. Record companies don't really exist as such anymore. Not in the same way they used to. So they don't control everybody anymore. So, but um, yeah, so anybody can really do it. But I think my biggest regret in the past, like I touched on earlier on, was that. It was kind of all about just getting steaming and having a laugh. But I, I used to hang about with the, the, the Biffy twins and they would they would treat it like a job. They would go at a certain time, five o'clock at night, and rehearse till eight o'clock. You know, we were all out in the back garden drinking beer and eating barbecue food. And, you know, they went and done that like it was a job. You know, they, they treated it with so much more respect than we did and we just got wasted. And, um, you know, I think... The proofs in the pudding. <laughs> when you see what they went on to and what uh, what oh, band yeah. at the time went on to, and uh, you know, so I think I think the advice would be definitely enjoy it, do what you want to do, but you know, take it seriously. Don't don't piss about. Don't don't waste your time. Have fun, but treat it like a career. Make it a career. All right, and finally, it will be you, G. I'd probably agree with them. Just have fun, but yeah. work hard. Work yeah. hard. Don't take the mic because as we've all we've all been in bands that have, I mean about five bands that fell on their asses you know what I mean because we just carried on too much drinking and stuff so yeah aye make sure you put the work in hang on I'm just going to write something I want more milk dad. I want more milk as well we'll be two seconds I'm just writing on my board <laughs> to do some hard work just gonna, yeah, <laughs> as well guys uh, this has been an absolute blast we can check out everything going on with the breathing method over on the website YouTube, Spotify as well, where you're starting to make waves out there and the, and the music's getting over there. I think you said something like you'd been uh, shared in Russia just before we came on. Don't read anything yeah, into, into that. Yeah, we get shared on a Russian music blog literally just before we started this podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, listen, um, we're, we're getting used. Uh, we're burden will be over when he pushes the red button to kill us all. That's what he's going to use the bags in. We're going to get... It'll be the biggest moment in your biggest it? moment in your career, but also the shortest. <laughs> but it'll be the new the new ride of the Valkyries. <laughs> well, look. That's all we got time for, guys. Thank you for joining in. Now, we've got a little bit of a tradition here on the show, which I've literally just started, uh, which is uh, <laughs> we tend to we uh, we tend to wave goodbye over the uh, the, the closing music. Keep on here, the music's gonna go off for ages. This is the cactus engine to broadcast ever. <laughs> Make sure to like and subscribe! Cut it the fuck up, Bowie. Very special guest, the briefing method. Goodbye, and we'll see you again. See ya.